Chapters 12 through 15 of Commentary on the Apocalypse of the Blessed John by Victorinius. The Sleeperbox recording is in the public domain. From the twelfth chapter. And there was seen a great sign in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, and the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. And being with child, she cried out travailing, and bearing torments, that she might bring forth. The woman clothed with the sun, and having the moon under her feet, and wearing a crown of twelve stars upon her head, and travailing in her pains, is the ancient church of fathers and prophets and saints and apostles, which had the groans and torments of its longing until it saw that Christ, the fruit of its people, according to the flesh, long promised to it, and taken flesh out of the selfsame people, Moreover, being clothed with the sun intimates the hope of resurrection and the glory of the promise, and the moon intimates the fall of the bodies of the saints under the obligation of death, which can never fail. For even as life is diminished, so also it is increased. Nor is the hope of those that sleep extinguished absolutely, as some think. But they have in their darkness a light such as the moon, and the crown of twelve stars signifies the choir of fathers, according to the fleshly birth of whom Christ was to take flesh. And there appeared another sign in heaven, and behold, a red dragon having seven heads. Now that he says that this dragon was of a red color, that is, of a purple color, the result of his work gave him such a color. For from the beginning, as the Lord says, he was a murderer, and he has oppressed the whole of the human race, not so much by the obligation of death as, moreover, by the various forms of destruction and fatal mischiefs. His seven heads were the seven kings of the Romans, of whom also is Antichrist, as we have said above, and ten horns. He says that the ten kings in the latest times are the same as these, as we shall more fully set forth there. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and cast them upon the earth. Now that he says that the dragon's tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, this may be taken in two ways. For many think that he may be able to seduce the third part of men who believe. But it should more truly be understood that of the angels that were subject to him, since he was still a prince when he descended from his estate. He seduced the third part. Therefore, what we have said above, the Apocalypse says. And the dragon stood before the woman, who was beginning to bring forth, that when she had brought forth he might devour her child. The red dragon, standing and desiring to devour her child, when she had brought him forth, is the devil, to wit, the traitor angel, who thought that the perishing of all men would be alike by death. But he, who was not born of seed, owed nothing to death, Wherefore he could not devour him, that is, detain him in death, for on the third day he rose again. Finally also, and before he suffered, he approached to tempt him as a man. But when he found that he was not what he thought him to be, he departed from him, even till the time. Whence it is here said, And she brought forth a son, who begins to rule all nations with a rod of iron. The rod of iron is the sword of persecution. I saw that all men withdrew from his abodes. That is, the good will be removed, flying from persecution. 
and her son was caught up to God and to his throne. We read also in the Acts of the Apostles that he was caught up to God's throne, just as speaking with the disciples, he was caught up to heaven. But the woman fled into the wilderness, and there was given to her two great eagles' wings. The aid of the great eagles' wings, to wit, the gift of prophets, was given to that Catholic Church, whence in the last times a hundred and forty-four thousands of men should believe on the preaching of Elias. But moreover, he here says that the rest of the people should be found alive on the coming of the Lord. And the Lord says in the Gospel, Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, that is, as many should be gathered together in Judea. Let them go to that place which they have ready, and let them be supported there for three years and six months from the presence of the devil. Two great wings are the two prophets, Elias and the prophet who shall be with him. And the serpent cast out of his mouth after the woman water as a flood, that he might carry her away with the flood. He signifies by the water which the serpent cast out of his mouth the people who at his command would persecute her. And the earth helped the woman and opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. That the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the waters sets forth the vengeance for the present troubles. Although, therefore, it may signify this woman bringing forth, it shows her afterwards flying when her offspring is brought forth, because both things did not happen at one time. For we know that Christ was born, and that the time should arrive that she should flee from the face of the serpents. We do not know that this has happened as yet. Then he says, there was a battle in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon warred and his angels, and they prevailed not, nor was their place found any more in heaven. And that great dragon was cast forth, that old serpent, he was cast forth into the earth. This is the beginning of Antichrist. Yet previously, Elias must prophesy, and there must be times of peace. And afterwards, when the three years and six months are completed in the preaching of Elias, he also must be cast down from heaven, where, up till that time, he had had the power of ascending, and all the apostate angels, as well as Antichrist, must be roused up from hell. Paul the Apostle says, Except there come a falling away first, and the man of sin shall appear, the son of perdition, and the adversary who exalted himself above all which is called God, or which is worship. From the thirteenth chapter, and I saw a beast arising from the sea, like unto a leopard. This signifies the kingdom of the time of Antichrist, and the people mingled with the various nations. His feet were as the feet of a bear, a strong and most unclean beast. The feet are to be understood as his leaders, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. That is, his mouth armed for blood is his bidding and a tongue which will proceed to nothing else than to the shedding of blood. His number is the name of a man, and his number is six hundred threescore and six. As they have reckoned it from the Greek characters, they thus find it among many to be Tathan, for Tathan has this number, which the Gentiles call soul in Phobos, and it is reckoned in Greek thus, 
tau 300 epsilon 5 iota 10 tau 300 alpha 1 nu 50 which taken together become 666 for as far as belongs to the greek letters they fill up this number and name which name if you wish to turn into latin it is understood by the antiphrase dicluc which letters are reckoned in this manner since d figures 500 i1 c100 l50 v5 x10 which by the reckoning up of the letters makes similarly 666 that is what in greek gives tetan to wit what in latin is called dicluc by which name expressed by antiphrases we understand antichrist who although he be cut off from the supernatural light and deprived thereof yet transforms himself into an angel of light daring to call himself light moreover we find a certain greek codex entimos which letters being reckoned up you will find give the number as above alpha one nu fifty tau three hundred epsilon five mu forty omicron seventy sigma two hundred which together makes six hundred and sixty six according to the greeks moreover there is another name in gothic of him which will be evidence of itself that is genserikos which in the same way you will reckon in greek letters gamma three epsilon five nu fifty sigma two hundred eta eight rho and hundred iota ten kappa twenty omicron seventy sigma also two hundred which as has been said above makes six hundred and sixty six and i saw another beast coming up out of the earth he is speaking of the great and false prophet who is to do signs and portents and falsehoods before him in the presence of men and he had two horns like a lamb that is the appearance within of a man and he spoke like a dragon but the devil speaks full of malice for he shall do these things in the presence of men so that even the dead shall appear to rise again and he shall make fire come down from heaven in the sight of men yes as i also have said in the sight of men magicians do these things by the aid of the apostate angels even to this day he shall cause also that a golden image of antichrist shall be placed in the temple at jerusalem and that the apostate angel should enter and thence utter voices and oracles moreover he himself shall contrive that his servants and children should receive as a mark on their foreheads or on their right hands the number of his name lest any one should buy or sell them daniel had previously predicted his contempt and provocation of god and he shall place says he his temple within samaria upon the illustrious and holy mountain that is at jerusalem an image such as nebuchadnezzar had made thence here he places and by and by here he renews that of which the lord admonishing his church concerning the last times and their dangers says but when ye shall see the contempt which is spoken of by daniel the prophet standing in the holy place let him who readeth understand it is called a contempt when god is provoked because idols are worshipped instead of god or when the dogma of heretics is introduced in the churches but it is a turning away because steadfast men seduced by false signs and portents 
or turned away from their salvation. From the fourteenth chapter, And I saw an angel flying through the midst of heaven. The angel flying through the midst of heaven, whom he says that he saw, we have already treated of above, as being the same Elias who anticipates the kingdom of Antichrist in his prophecy, and another angel following him. The other angel following he speaks of as the same prophet who is the associate of his prophesying, but that he says, thrust in thy sharp sickle and gather in the grapes of the vine. He signifies it of the nations that should perish on the advent of the Lord, and indeed in many forms he shows this same thing, as if to the dry harvest and the seed for the coming of the Lord and the consummation of the world and the kingdom of Christ and the future appearance of the kingdom of the blessed. And the angel thrust in the sickle and reaped the vine of the earth and cast it into the winepress of the wrath of God and the winepress of his fury was trodden down without the city. And that he says that it was cast into the winepress of the wrath of God and trodden down without the city, the treading of the winepress is the retribution on the sinner. The blood went out from the winepress, even unto the horse brittles. The vengeance of shed blood, as was before predicted, in blood thou hast sinned, and blood shall follow thee. Four and thousand and six hundred furlongs. That is, through all the four parts of the world, for there is a quadrate put together by fours, as in four faces and four appearances, and wheels by four, for forty times four is one thousand six hundred. Repeating the same persecution, the Apocalypse says, From the fifteenth chapter, And I saw another great and wonderful sign, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is completed the indignation of God. For the wrath of God always strikes the obstinate people with seven plagues, that is, perfectly, as it is said in Leviticus, and these shall be in the last time, when the church shall have gone out of the midst, standing upon the sea of glass, having harps. That is, they stood steadfastly in the faith upon their baptism, and having their confession in their mouth, that they shall exult in the kingdom before God. But let us return to what is set before us. End of chapters 12 through 15.